This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome once again to the Scarf. But you look, I just caught sight of your face there, Russ, and <laughs> you had a little smile on your face. You look really happy with yourself. I don't like I, that. I, I enjoy my Wednesdays. That. I enjoy my Wednesdays with you. Oh, you've been on. Oh, I'm going to have to be nice for the next hour now. Hello and welcome to the Scarf for War, the podcast all about all things county. Getting a bit sick of these now. The new hipster club to support, aren't they? Not my words. The words of Johnny Marsbar off the Blue Moon Forum. In case, oh. in case you were wondering, yeah, the forum <laughs> research. It, Johnny also adds for those who are interested. Uh, I know two lads. One a lifelong Arsenal fan, and the other a lifelong rag. I can see you getting excited at the mention of rags of us. <laughs> and both of their social media is covered with them dressed head to toe in Stockport kit and them banging on about what big Stockport fans they are. It's really cringy. Russ, thoughts? I've got no thoughts on that. Are they referring to us? Who are they referring to? Yeah, uh, they, they, they don't like us. You know, you know. When I when I've won the lottery, I'm not going to be moaning about my old neighbours. You know what I mean? No. Weird, <laughs> well, yeah, no, noisy neighbours, aren't they? I, I don't shift. like them, Russ. I don't like them either. I got you. You were getting excited about rags though before. So yeah, so a little when you so, say so, it. It just seems like the type of thing you'd say when you're out with all your city friends of an evening. When you've got all your city friends in your shed. <laughs> I reckon you're all like, oh, them, them fucking rags, eh? Oh, them rags. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's what you all do. Oh, I hate the rags, me. Yeah. I do hate, I do hate that. I, I, bet you say, I bet you say bin dippers as well, don't you, for scousers? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've been on. Where have you come from? Well, 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 you're drinking. Well, you're drinking your Madri of an your Tory Carlin, <laughs> as I call it. Oh, you, you made see. This is what happens when you're nice to me, Russ. I don't know. I don't know what's got into you. Are you being? Are you being nasty? I was in a rush. I didn't. I didn't have a chance to get my stage makeup on. Can so tell what is it? Just... Oh, to turn the heating on by the looks of it. I'm. I'm on turbo. I've just got. I've just walked in the door, Russell. 
You're lucky I'm not in the underpants. Well, sh- if, with that with that in mind, shall I shall I tell everybody what's happening tonight and then let's get our guests on before they have to turn their heating on wherever they're sat. Um, so tonight we're going to talk oh, about Newport. Say that again. I'm warm, thanks. I'm all right. Well, you've got a big hat on. I'm right. not surprised. It, uh, to... it, I mean, badly drawn boy is not cold. It's a stylistic choice. I didn't cut you off on purpose and I pressed the wrong button. Sorry about that. What was you saying? I know what happened. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so boy doesn't wear the hat because he's cold, Ross. He wears it because it's cool. Don't make me press the button again. Don't make me press it again. Tonight, we are going to talk about Newport, the win against Newport. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the Leighton Orient match on Saturday, the big Leighton Orient match with um, another podcast, Orient Outlook. We're going to get Steve out very soon for that. We've also got Dave Thompson on, fan guest Dave Thompson. We're going to talk to him about all things county. Um, so shall we get Dave on first? Say hello to Dave. Then we'll say bring on Steve, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about football as much as we can, Nick. If that's okay with you, it is a football show. Yeah, yeah, yeah good with that, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm cool. let's get let's get Dave out. Hello, Dave. Good evening. <laughs> You're talking about having the heating on. I was just saying before, I feel like Ferguson looking at my face. It's like <laughs> I've come out like a beetroot since you put the heating on today, and it's just transformed me into some weird rosy cheeks farmer. Yeah. First first time this year, heating on? Uh, well, first time no. since, since summer. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we, I put it on last week for the first time in a long time because <clears throat> we've had some work done on the house. So we're surrounded by, hence the blurred screen, because I'm actually in our bedroom, which isn't where I do most of these kind of calls, honest. Um, so yeah, we, we've, we've, we've all been a bit, we've all been a bit chilly, so the heating's gone on this last couple of weeks. Oh, I like it. Well, nice to see you all. Nice to see you too. Stick around, join in, jump in with anything that we say. Um, I, uh, just, just go with the conversation. Let's get uh, Steve out from Orient Outlook um because he's got another very important podcast to do straight after this and we'll talk about that briefly as well hello steve hello gents what a, a great uh introductory chat uh you had especially about underpants so I, I, I should not be here when we're talking about underpants do you know do you know we 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 didn't win an award in the northwest football awards for, for, for um, look just listen to the chat it's, it's a wonder why isn't it yeah, the podcast that has sort of that sort of chat did win, didn't they? So you were wrong. Yeah, maybe I don't know who won. They, oh, tangent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, an olden an olden podcast won. So let, less said about that, the better. So let's talk to you about uh, Leighton Orient, the match against Leighton. Oh well, we're playing Leighton Orient on Saturday. A uh, bit about your podcast first. So congratulations, you're celebrating three hundred episodes, aren't yeah. you, of your podcast? Yeah, it's incredible, really. We started um, about eight years ago, at the beginning of the season, 2014-15, which was going to be a really exciting period for the club. We just finished as runners-up in the playoff final, a heartbreaking playoff final. At that point, we'd just been bought by uh, an Italian whose name I won't say because we forbid it on the podcast. But we've taken (laughs) over, promised a bright future, made some big, big signings, uh, and it went very wrong very very quickly uh two relegations in three seasons almost going out of business as a football club then another takeover getting our 
Leighton Orient back, which was an incredible uh, experience to go through two seasons in the National League, not actually crossing over with Stockport County. I think we got out of it and as you came into it. Yeah. Um, but really turbulent two years in the National League. Justin Edinburgh came in, had an amazing 18 months with us, got us up and in unbelievably and tragically passed away about three weeks after taking us up and that put us into turmoil for a good two or three years. And here we are now, though, 2022-23 season. Future looks amazingly bright. 300 episodes in for the podcast, but, you know, the team on the pitch have been absolutely unbelievable um, this season. Played 18, won 13, two losses. We are in a very, very, very good place at the moment. It's a very happy time to be a Leighton Orient fan. Yes, as yeah, and we're playing on Saturday. So you're top of the league, uh, second best top scorers, best defence, lost one in the last seven. We're top of the farm table along with you. I think we're top on goal difference in terms of the farm table. Um, how do you see it going on Saturday? I think it's going to be a really tough game. Yeah, nil-nil, yeah. I would actually take a nil-nil at the moment. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think when we were doing our pre-season podcasts and asking the different fans for Orient who the big teams in our division would be, a lot thought Stockport would do the double bounce uh, off the back of you guys coming up. So I think it was, I think we were all quite surprised at how difficult Stockport found it at first. But you can definitely see, like I said, Form table, Stockport are going to be a very difficult team um, to play against. But saying that, our away record this season has been really good, really strong. We've got a really strong attack. Uh, Richie Wellens likes to play a front three, who have looked really good going forward. Of Paul Smith on the left, who you may have heard of or not, he scored some cracking goals this season. A bicycle kick away to Doncaster, lots of solo goals. He's been absolutely amazing. Got Theo Archibald on the right, who's very creative. Uh, a really good player for League Two and up top either Charlie Kelman, who played in this division about five years ago and got a decent move to QPR, has ended back up at League Two. Uh, and we've seen the benefits of that. And we've got Aaron Drynan as well up top. So up top, we look great in midfield. We've got George Moncur, who I was very surprised came down to League Two level um, in the summer. And I guess that's the benefit of us being a London a London club. Mm. Lives His parents live almost about 20 minutes away from the club, which is the only reason how we've got him basically he's been brilliant we've got Idris El Mazzouni uh central defensive midfielder online from Ipswich who I'd never heard of until we've got him it's one of those signings that you've probably had at your club and you're like who who's this <laughs> and within 10 minutes of his debut you're like this guy's mustard like he's yeah mustard. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he's settled in really well and then like you said best defensive record I mean Lawrence Vigor who's been at our club now for three years he, he's he's better than a league two keeper he's great like in shot stopping, distribution, really strong keeper. Um, and our defence is great. Rob Hunt signed from Swindon in the summer, played with Richie Wellens before. He likes to get forward solid defensively. On the right, we've got Tom James, who has got good experience in League Two. He's been great. He's actually currently out of the team because he got um, his fifth book in the season, missed Saturday. But Jordan Brown, who came in, played so well. I think Jordan Brown's going to retain his place at right back. And our centre-back pairing of Omar Beckles, um, who we got from Crew uh, two seasons ago, he's been great this season. And Dan Happy, who's been a, a product of the Orient youth team, who'd done really well in the National League and his career kind of stagnated over the last two years, got back in this season for a suspension and he's just been outstanding and never looked back. So on the pitch, we've got real good competition for places. Richie Wellens has led the squad 
and the team really well. I think it's going to be a really difficult game on Saturday. It's probably the worst time to play Stockport. I would prefer to have Stockport really early on in the season than have to play Stockport now. Mm. But, I'm absolutely, yeah, I'm absolutely terrified now. Normally, fans might go, "Yeah, we've got this guy, we've got that guy, we've got this one, we've got that one," but then we've got two or three that aren't. Sounds like you've just named a full eleven there that are just incredible, and I'm now a bit worried. I think when you have a strong season, probably like you guys last season, you've got your 11 and that 11 kind of works the best. And obviously there's going to be suspensions or injuries, but as long as you've got that core of that 11, then you're generally like, all right, and got confidence. But yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, like, as I say, 42 points from 18 games is phenomenal. I mean, I, I thought we'd be up there. I did say in our pre-season preview episode, I thought we'd be around the playoff area just because of the strength of the signings we were making seemed to be much better than most other League Two clubs or what they were signing. And George Moncur and Theo have been massive um, for us. And Richie ended last season really well, really strongly. And I think he's just kind of built on those foundations and driven and driven and driven the club forward. I think we had a disappointing result a week and a half ago away to Wimbledon, uh, where we lost 2-0 away. And they just got in our faces and played a real dirty game against us. And I don't, I don't see much if Stockport do that against opposition, but like fouls, breaking up the game, getting the ball out of play and keeping it out of play. They really kind of stagnated us. It's first thing to really do that to us this season. Um, so that's probably been the only negative of the season. I mean, our other defeat at home to Newport, mm. we battered them. We had a crazy four minutes where we conceded a penalty. They they literally needed to go from a set piece, but the rest of the time we battered them. But Wimbledon was a real strange performance and slightly out of character. But no, I mean, I'm fairly confident going into Saturday, but I do know players like, you know, your Paddy Maddens, who I saw in your intro reel, everyone in League Two will know Paddy Madden and his danger. And, and there won't be many League Two fans who've been watching League Two football and won't be looking at Stockport as an upcoming threat at the moment. So I think it's going to be a really close and difficult game. Yeah, lots of people are suggesting in the comments, which I know you can't see of how we're going to do... Uh... Someone, someone said he's out of fashion. Up, Jonathan Baker, friend of the show. Sounds like our best chance might be if their team breaks down on the M6. Um, <laughs> not sure about that, but, but it does sound pretty good. I mean, it sounds like a really tasty match because we are on form. We're, we're playing, we're playing really well, and we'll talk about that later. But um, we're sold out as well. Yeah, I was going to say we're pretty much sold out at our end. How, how many are you bringing? Do you, have you got any insight I re- on that? I reckon, I reckon there'd be somewhere between six hundred to eight hundred maybe possibly more making up the journey on the day. I think Orient fans like to travel in numbers. It's a ground we've not been to in, I think, the early 2000s because of the way we've kind of yeah. bought it separately out of the leagues. So I think there'll be quite a few people going to Edgeley Park um, for the first time, and that always brings more numbers in. I mean, our away support season has been pretty decent. Um, we took 1,200 to, to Wimbledon. We've taken big numbers where we go mostly. I'd imagine between 600, 800, maybe 900 on the day um but it's a, it's a ground that you know it holds a lot of history i think a lot of Orient fans will want to go there and you know when you're top you, you'll make a call in the morning of the game to oh, yeah i'll just go up there with a few mates and, and, and see what happens so i think i think there'll be healthy numbers and also richie is from around the stockport greater manchester area so i think he he'll know people he'll bring quite a few we'll be able to see richie welling so it should be a very tasty atmosphere gents yeah, well, we'll de- we'll definitely be up for it, I'm sure. Um, on on Saturday, what um, if there if there are any weaknesses, what are they? Just so we can I'll, send this to Shelley. I'll, I'll say um, at the moment, if well, if I was a Stockport 
coaching staff, I'd be looking at that Wimbledon game and saying, right, what did Wimbledon do to, to literally knock Orient out of their stride? Because they their, their game management against us was spot on. It wasn't the prettiest football, hmm. but I mean, they literally kept fouling, kept going down, ball out of play, sneaky little time-wasting tactics here and there once they got their noses ahead, which, you know, we've all done it, all clubs have done it, but if I was a Stockport boss, I'd be looking at Wimbledon video going, right, what can we take from there? Because if you try and press too high against Orient and we can get around the back of you, then, you know, from the attacks, what we've seen from our club this season, we are dangerous going forward. But, you know, I hate to be that Orient fan who comes on and, ultra confident and then gets absolutely pounded and I watch this on Monday and I go oh my god what do I throw on here so I feel like I might have actually uh, picked us up a bit too much in fact you know we're rubbish <laughs> well now is your chance to put that to to, to actual uh, figures what do you reckon the score's going to be just finally I reckon it'll be a two all draw I reckon okay. Stockport may go one ahead I think we may get our noses in front two one, but I think it might it might be two all. I think I think there's goals in this one for both teams. Looking at the form table and how many goals you've been scoring and how many we've been scoring, I think the atmosphere will get into some of the players' heads um, as well. I think it could be a score draw, probably yeah two all. But I would say I'd take a point away to Stockport at the moment, given the form um, Stockport are in. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um... Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, just one thing before you go, uh, your other podcast, do you want to just quickly, because we've got a lot of people who like that, are into that sort of kind of music and things. Do you want to just tell us a bit about that? Oh, certainly. Plug? Thank, you. Thank you for the opportunity. So I host the Fantastical podcast, which is a podcast where I get guests to come on and talk about their musical tastes, their experiences, and they get to play their fantasy festivals. So they get to choose any five acts, alive, dead, whatever, from whatever time period or not, get to put them in a festival um, position. Uh, one actor must play a studio album in full and then at the end of your fantasy festival all five acts come back on the stage and can perform any song ever by any artist <laughs> uh, so that's what i call the encore uh i've had some really established guests people from ocean color scene from cast from dodgy i get a lot of new music acts on i get a lot of people who uh, are djs or, or just got a passion the music it started as a passion project uh, during covid when the outlook went on hiatus because there was no football to talk about uh and then from there it's just gained a bigger following every week um and yeah it continues to uh grow and grow and it's great fun and it turns into like a real good emotional you learn you learn a lot a lot about someone from half an hour to an hour talking about their music you learn yeah. an awful lot uh, about them so it's a real special um experience to have so um yeah i love it as well as the outlook, obviously. I'm oh, yeah. the kind of podcast that I'm, get, I'm getting on that. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, be yeah. right with your street. Yeah, it's available on all, all good podcasting platforms. Fantastical podcast, and you can find it on Twitter at Fantastical P. Yeah, and I can vouch it's a really good listen. So I, uh, I'm a listener. Right, brilliant. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. Um, hey, Steve, nice one, mate. Good Thanks. luck. Good luck from Monday onwards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, Stockport County have been out of the football league for too long, and I was delighted to see them back um, when you got out of the, out of the national league because I know how difficult it is to get a national league. So I was chuffed to see that. Like I said, best luck for the season because Stockport County are a big, big club. Seems to be a really nice club as well. So after Saturday, best of luck for the season, and I hope to see you in League One next season, James. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be really Sweet, nice. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll take that now. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Bye. Cheers, mate. There we go.
Another seamless transition. Getting good at this. <laughs> it's almost award-winning. Almost award-winning. <laughs> almost. <laughs> so yeah. So we. I mean, should we? Should we kick off with the Leighton Orient match on Saturday, or do you want to go back to Newport? Does, any, does anybody want to go back to Newport? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd, I do. I wish I could have gone because there's the tiny rebel things there, isn't there? And I didn't realise until like Friday night that that's where the tiny rebel tap room is. It's a beer or so. It's a okay. Welsh beer. Right, is it? I'm, I'm, okay, with, so I'm with Russell on that one. I didn't have a clue what you're on about then. <laughs> oh, I thought, get, get in Dr. Feelgood <laughs> and get yourself a pint, pint of electric boogaloo. You will never look back. Nice. Well, someone said to me the other week, try neck oil. And I was wiping it off my tongue for four days. <laughs> the most horrendous, the horrendous tasting beer I've ever had. Might as well lick a lemon. Someone said to me, "Try it." Have they got it in county? Is it? Have they got it? Yeah, in it's county? vile. Now, yeah. It's horrible it? beer. Right. Maybe I, I'm I maybe I'm too it. old. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I might I might try it on Saturday because people are going on about it, aren't they? So. Um, <laughs> don't <laughs> save your money. Have, have a pint of water instead. Just <laughs> don't have neck oil. <laughs> uh, so Newport on Saturday then, decent two-one win. Um, I I I uh, caught the match somehow. Where did, where did you go to? Where did you go to watch Venezuela? Was it Venezuela? Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, I went to Venezuela. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went to Iceland. <laughs> Oh, did you? Bloody hell. Yeah, get, get myself some cans and then I went and watched the match. <laughs> went and watched the match in Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, what did you make of it? What did you make of it, lads? I, well, I, I was working. I was at, working at um, the Wettiad. Uh, so I got back for the mm. second half. I got to watch the second half from Islamabad. Um, <laughs> so, but we were talking before, weren't we, Russ? And I think you got it right on where it was kind of like, we just, I felt like we just had them there. You know, I don't think County played as well as they can, but I don't think they ever looked like you weren't ever hiding behind whatever settees they have in, in Islamabad. Do you know what I mean? It was all just kind of just about comfortable without being too worried. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that thing where you're like, that thing that they have in like pantomimes and old cartoons where you like keep a dwarf at arm's length. The dwarf's like swinging at you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then, all, then all of a sudden, like towards the end of the first half, we just let the dwarf through our legs. <laughs> but yeah, but I, 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 I said at half time, I, I still think we'll, we've got enough to win this. And yeah, just kept plugging away. I, I think I said to you the other day, was when me and you were chatting. I was like earlier in the season we would have just regressed to like hoofing the ball down the channels, hoping yeah. it would stick. But we just stuck to what we're good at, which was the main criticism at the start of the season that we weren't. So it's a thumbs up from me, Russell. Is it a thumbs up from you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Even, like, you're right. Even when what is he, Omar the Bugler or whatever he's called? I mean, he went past four defenders, didn't he? And 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 sort of got, got the post. <laughs> well, that was done there as well. That was done pre-match yeah. as well, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, he he got past. I don't know. How he did it. Four, past four of our lads. Don't really want to see that too often. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hussey's goal, cross or shot. Let's play cross, cross. or shot. It's a cross. Come on. <laughs> I I think I think of it because I I think it's a he's just decided to whip it into the danger area because you've always got as they tell you when you're a kid you've always got a chance of it taking a deflection and, and 
becoming yeah. a shot. So, but yeah, the, the, the goalkeeper made it look like it was accidental. Just the way the goalkeeper made an absolute hit of himself. Yeah, he did. Bit, I mean, he? it's funny when like you think of like David David Seaman backpedaling. They got they got done a couple of times, didn't they? You think of him where he still looks kind of like a goalkeeper, but the Newport, like, I I don't. It's like they just let some some steward have a go in net for ten minutes. <laughs> just got one of the stewards out. No, yeah, I mean, you've got Ivers on going net. No one's as bad at backpedaling than Peter Shilton. If you think of. World Cup, Italian 90, when Paul Parker's oh. ball. I, my gran, she died when I was about 14. She could still jump higher than he did now. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I think Hussey was, there's that old thing from when you're a kid, like you were saying, Nick, if you put in a free kick in from that area, aim for the far post. Do you know what I mean? And I think he was doing that, and it's, I don't think he's intended it. Hey, fair play if he has, but I don't care. It went in, didn't it? That's... It's one of the, that's what we all want. Shit stadiums, like when when a goal when a goal like that does go in and you see it on Sky Sports News, like that, it's always at some shit stadium like that. It's a weird yeah. back behind the goal, wasn't it? I mean, I know a lot of these modern stadiums now. You're miles away from the ground, like West Ham, but for a ground like Newport, that just looked ridiculously big. I don't, can't understand why they've left such a vast space behind each goal. No, is it? It's not because it used to be a running track or something like that, is it? It's a proper football ground, isn't it, Rodney Parade? Is it? I mean, it I don't might, even know. I might, it might. I think it used to have a, a running track, yeah. I think so. Might be wrong. It still, yeah. yeah. still seems a waste of what they could have, though, doesn't it? Yeah. John uh, Billsbury. There as well. John Billsbury, friend of the rugby kit. Oh, we've got a few coming in here, ah. John. Rugby ground. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it used to be an athletics thing back in the day, though. From from my my research, when I became manager of the non football manager once, oh. so I commit Russell, I, I commit. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you get that little yeah. report? Did you get that little report? Is that what you got? Like a little welcome to Newport and. Well, yeah, but you don't. It don't give you. It don't tell you whether the stadium used to be an athletics thing. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, got, you have to go on. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but then when you type in Rod, when you type in Rodney on Wikipedia, you get like. Rodney Trotter, Rodney Dangerfield, and Rodney King. So you have to scroll for a long time to get to having <laughs> to type the whole thing. So it makes it it makes it no way. I nearly didn't take the job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this close, this close. Uh, you could just type Rodney Parade and it'll probably tell you everything you need. <laughs> I know, but I, I like it when stuff pops up. But if I go on Spotify and just type in AR, it knows that I mean Arctic Monkeys. So why should I have to do the same for that? <laughs> Got too much time on your hands, I think, Nick. Yeah. If if anything, Dave, my time's valuable. If you're enjoying that time, Nick, then that's that's, <laughs> that's the main thing. The that's, the that's exactly <laughs> what time's for. Well, it, it turns out, according to Wikipedia, in 1875, Newport Athletic Club was created there. So who's laughing now? There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, what have you got to say about that, everybody in the comments who said it's a rugby club? Uh, it probably is. It does, it does, does look more like it as well, rugby yeah. Club, doesn't it? Yeah. To be yeah. Fair. yeah. No, it's, it's um, both. And they've had cricket there and everything as well. I mean, we'll save that for, we'll do a separate podcast on the history of Newport's ground. Yeah, should we do that? You do a podcast on ground, grounds that have had other sports, like, yeah. Was it Chelsea's had a dog track, didn't it? For yeah. years. Yeah. Which has got to be pretty. Say it should, should still have a dog track. And just... I, think I think you found a gap in the market there, Dave. 
you know. Yeah. It's, it's not going to last very long, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> lost ground. Not really the world's longest podcast. No. <laughs> um, I listened to a Newport podcast, uh, the 19-something Exiles. can't remember what the year was. It's probably the year they were formed. Uh, they were very um, complimentary of us and the yeah, way we yeah, played. Yeah, the forums were as well, yeah. Yeah. They were very complimentary of us. Um, what about the before we get on to the second goal and whether it was going in or not? I think that was was that before or after the whistle incident, Whistlegate. I think Whistlegate, Whistlegate. was after, wasn't it? It was Whistlegate after. Let's do it in chronological order then. Well, oh. well, let's talk about the Madden goal then. Was it going in or not? No. I think so, but it doesn't matter because he he put the ball in the position where it could be turned in. <laughs> By the yeah. defender, as referenced in the conversation about the first goal, see it all comes together. Yes, it does. We don't <laughs> just throw this shit together. <laughs> I've said that today before we came on. <laughs> I saw oh. I saw Russ with it. He's got it in his hand now. A pen. You've got a vape. We know it's professional here, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. My, my my mind is my pen. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think we can all agree it wasn't going in, but you got to buy a ticket. And that puts Paddy Madden onto something stupid like seven goals in eight matches and five, tw- 25 assists. I don't know what it is. Not bad for someone whose legs had apparently gone. Acor- according to one person, can we can we just let's not let's not pretend this was like a a common thought. It was what one person. Yeah, yeah, it was good cross, yeah. Good cross was, by Molly as well. You got to throw that in. Yeah, oh, yeah. What a cross! What a cross! Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Good to see him here. back out as well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, he's, his legs was... The, the guy in front of me at Salford said his legs had gone. And that's all I said. Didn't see. I've not seen it anywhere else. Oh, well, that's two people then, because I saw someone oh. say it on Twitter as well, or Facebook, or whatever. Yeah, so that's two people. Ooh, it's, get, it's becoming an epidemic, this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, legs definitely haven't gone. Quality player. Got player. Uh, League 2 player of the month. Yeah. As well, for October. Dave Challenger missed out on manager inexplicably to yeah. Michael Flynn. Shame. Okay, so yeah. So we know how he feels missing out on awards, don't we? Nah, we hear you, Dave. We hear you. We're here for you now. <laughs> it was that close. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, very complimentary of us, and rightly so. I thought it was a really good performance. It's it's kind of boring coming in here talking about good performances as we've as we've discussed in the past. It? It's even more boring talking about bad performances when they follow each other. Like one, you know, the odd bad performance is fine to talk about, but when when it's like week after, when it's like two bad performances a week, and we're having to talk about, it, I'd, I'd rather talk about this. I'd, ra- I'd rather be boring than bored. I think it's been good to see though, from going from the start of the season. I mean, I missed a lot of August because of work, <clears throat> and then ever since then, I've kind of been. I've not missed that many, but you can kind of see them just growing into the league in a way. Do you know what I mean? I think we, like I probably said on here before, we were all probably a bit guilty and a bit giddy of thinking, well, yeah, look what we'll do this year. And then it's started so slowly. and But you can just see them just things beginning to work. Like I felt so sorry for Wooten early on and everyone just slating him because mm. he's trying to hold it up, lay it up get on and, and it's just not happening people aren't picking up that flick on or being in the right place for a layoff or whatever you can see what he's trying to do like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying he's like teddy sheringham don't get me wrong but sheringham used to get so overlooked as a center forward but he was so intelligent and it wasn't until he almost clicked with shearer 
that everyone started to go, God, actually, yeah, he's decent in. <laughs> and there's a bit yeah. like that with Wooten. He's not just going to go and score loads of goals. He wants to score more. Of course he does. But you can see what he's trying to do as a footballer and you can see what his game is. And I'm glad to see that's slowly starting to be recognised now. Yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah. And and the the evidence was there as well, though. If we all think about it, we, we like loads of people said this, but we, ne- we never got battered by anybody. Mm. Nobody mm. tore us apart. Even when Swindon came and they were the best, well, they, like we said last week, they've got the, the record of being the best and the worst team that's been to Edgley Park this season. But when they first came, they were pretty good, but they didn't batter us. So. Encouraging, yeah. wasn't it? And I, I, I said in the summer, I think we'll finish top three. And I said that when we weren't doing well. And I'm, in case you're wondering, I'm still thinking that now. So check back next week for an update on that. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah. I've always said top seven. From the start, no, I, I think I, I top three. We'll be top, we'll be top three. You, you mark, you mark my words. You pessimists, Russell. <laughs> I said, I, I, I said, just stay up, which is a big, big Harry. Big Harry's still saying they're going to win the league, but I'm still. I was just like, I just wanted to stay up. Just stay up. That's it for me. Yeah, Fini- yeah, Phil, yeah. Phil Brown's that finished top of the bottom four or whatever it is. That's where. But I don't think we will. I think if they can keep stuff like they're doing now, keep playing how they're playing, and you know, has their bad run come early? I mean, I know they're slow starters, County, aren't they? But has it? Have they had? Everyone has a bad run, don't they, in a season mm. of like six or seven, maybe eight games, isn't it? We we had ours very early on. Don't know. We'll see. We're halfway now. We are now officially halfway with the win at Newport to that fifty-point mark. The uh, survival. Benchmark. Is that the and, target, the magic 50? Yeah, and, and we've still got five games until the halfway point of the season as well. Yeah. We'll be right. Which Russ doesn't seem bothered about. because he's just, No, I am bothered about. I'm just, I'm just, he's, I'm, just, he's, just, he's just left us agreeing with each other. <laughs> really, really bad I'm podcasting. Just, I'm just looking at the table. I'm just looking at the table. That's all I'm doing. Just, just checking. Yeah, so, and we're into the top half as well. For the first time, yeah, twelve. I did 12, see that. Yeah, it's looking, yeah, it's looking a lot better. And when you look at the table, one to twenty-four, as a as in a helicopter view, it looks like we're more than more than above halfway. I quite like. That. Aren't we like five points off the playoffs or something like that? Yeah, five off the playoffs, we yeah. are. Yes, we're five points behind Mansfield. So let that sink in for a second. We're above Grimsby, who, let's not forget, have had such a brilliant start to the season and acclimatised themselves very well. Yes. Yeah. Who kept the core of their players that we should, that's what we should have done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, So the uh, things, you know, these, you know, left bollock, I've got a bone to pick with him. Um, But top 300%. Do, Do it now. Do it now, please. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to air my laundry in public. <laughs> what the, the, is this? Is this laundry about the laundry that he aired on Twitter this afternoon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job it's not been aired in public, isn't it? I know. Yeah, I know. People, men who chat to men and make things like unnecessarily sexual. There's a word for men like that, but I don't want to be accused of a hate crime, so we'll leave it there. He's, he's okay. a he's a he's a bad boy, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no word. I don't know what you're thinking of. Let's move it on. I, whistle, I whistle. suddenly feel lost here. Right, you are. Yeah, you are. No, let's move it on. Um, whistle, 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 gate. 
this is why I'm here, Dave. I move things on. Whistlegate. <laughs> um, Whistlegate. Yeah. So the, the, the just as a point of reference, the Newport podcast. Two of them said that they um, they did not hear a whistle and they were in the ground. Yet people on the telly heard it. <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it must have been right in the stand where the camera was and stuff. But the I think both benches heard it and the officials heard. It, so I heard. Just I heard one at Edinburgh Park. Own goals and gaff and uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the other week I, I, I heard, heard one the other week. Off. I can't remember who it was against, but I heard one at Edinburgh Park and thought I said to Will. Did you just hear a whistle then? He was like, yeah, I thought it was me. I can't remember what game it was. So, But I didn't hear the one on Newport, probably because I was all the way in Islamabad. Long way. <laughs> so, so <laughs> um, but I didn't hear it. But then on, I couldn't hear it when he blew a whistle to tell him to take a free kick. So, But you, you, no players. It's not like it was on his goal line, is it? If he was on his goal line, he's picked up and gone, oh, ref, I thought he heard a whistle. Yeah, yeah. And you think that's a bit naughty that he's cheating. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not gonna pick it up there for if he doesn't hear a whistle, is he? So I, he must there must have been something that, that he made. And I thought the referee had it right. The commentators were saying, like, oh, what's going on? He's picked the ball up, he's got to get yellow card, he's red card. They didn't even think, oh, he might have heard a whistle. But I thought the referee sorted it out as it should have been. I don't think it's it's just one of those weird you things could, that happens in football. You could almost see it on um question of sport you know the what happens next round yeah if, if yeah. anyone still cared about a question of sport or danny yeah, baker's own goals and gaffes at christmas you know them little the videos best, that you the best video yeah yeah, yeah. but with vinnie vinnie jones soccer's hard men that was another good video to have yeah. i was, I was <laughs> very partial to nick hancock's football nightmares nick and, uh, hancock i was nick just thinking hancock. of it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Danny Dyer's football slags. <laughs> That's a completely different DVD, that, Nick. <laughs> it's not one I own. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, and he, what did he do? He gave, did he give the ball back to us, or did he, did he do an uncontested drop ball? ball? And yeah. we booted it to them, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. you can have it, but not twenty-five yards out. You can have it. Back <laughs> yeah, up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it, like it. Um, anything more on on Newport? Then I'd be happy not to have to watch them every week. And luckily, I don't. Mm. But yeah, at that ground as well. Imagine going there every week. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit cold as well. I mean, not for me. I was in Nicaragua. But <laughs> monsoon season there. Bloody rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got drenched, mate. Drenched. Got all, got all sand in my espadrilles. Been a terrible time of it. But other than that, no, no, I, could, I couldn't go there to watch my uh, football action, my EFL action every week. Now, that's my take, main takeaway. Fair news. Shall we move on to the late Orient game? Yeah, exciting. Um, did did what did what Steve said scare you? Yeah. Yeah, one yes, one no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm easily scared. In the, in the, in the night garden, used to scare me. <laughs> Quite rightly, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah Macapaca and all that weird yeah. stuff. Piggle, um, piggle, piggle. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, something all tripping. I um, I do. I I think if county, if I think if county go ahead, we don't lose. I think we've got enough about mm. us now in the, in the league to say, right, this is ours. You're not having it. Um, I don't like saying we'll ever win. It's like if I bet on County 
be lose. So I don't bet on county or England anymore. Um, I don't want to say we'll win, but we might. I'll, I'll say yeah, it. I don't, I don't want to win. curse it. I don't want to curse it. I'm confident. I think it'll be another spending more at home. Remember spending more at home? Yeah. It was uh, kind of laboured and laboured and then got a late. The same same weather as well. A bit cold, a bit wet. Just got, yeah, got a big, a big narrow win. A, a, yeah, a narrow, I like it. Narrow yeah, scoreline, yeah. but big in stature. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Like me. A, big, a big narrow win. That's the uh, podcast. I like that. Yeah. A big narrow win. Write write that down. Write that down. Big big <laughs> narrow win, <laughs> but with a big crowd as well because it's going to be it's going to be pretty much full. Yeah, I was looking this afternoon and Cheedland. There's a few few left at the bottom of the Cheedland. I think Popside's pretty much done and oh, he's done. But yeah, it's, it's you're not be, you're not a dot be... pervert as well, are you? No, no. I saw I saw another dot pervert <laughs> posted posted a screenshot and the podcast happens to follow him on Twitter, so okay. it ended up on the timeline. So right. I'm going to blame anyone. It, who who was the pop the, the you, you, you brought this dot pervert into my life? <laughs> I didn't I didn't know this dot pervert was perverting on dots, and then yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he was, he was mentioned before. Yes, two mm-hmm. two mentions. I know. Might, might, be, might, might have to, might have to was ignore them. Might have to get him on, but he, he said he said the show was shit, and he'd rather listen to BBC Radio Manchester talk to Hippolyte. So. But he was in the, he's in the chat there, so I know, know. I know. Well, maybe. Uh, um, anyway, let's turn on it. Yeah, let's, let's you know, enough you, about you, that. You give and you give and you give. <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so not there's not many dots left as we've as we've established. <laughs> so it's going to be a really good atmosphere. Hopefully, hopefully the drums back in as well. Yes, um, I it will be. Won't it? it's been, been at the aways. So. Yeah. I miss the drum. I miss the drum. Really do. Um, so yeah, so that's late and Orient. It does scare me. Top of the league, best away record, best defense. Yeah. yeah. But these yeah. are the games. If you ask the manager, these are the games you want to be playing in, isn't it? Yeah. Like my mum said to me about the bullies, they're more scared of you than you are of them, Nicholas. Now you go out there and let your light shine. What happened? And that's what the players should do. I <laughs> 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 want to talk yeah. about it. Harry said the drum is there, boys. Get in. Good, good, good. Work, good. Yeah, boy. Like um. So yeah, not much to say about Leighton Orient until the match has happened, is there? There's not much we can really say, say about no, it. No, probably shouldn't use uh, a big narrow win as the title. Given that's that true. Yes. Use Danny Dyer's football slags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's that's the... small up my street. Yeah, yeah, now he's talking. You've watched the show before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do a little mock-up uh, cover for that, Danny Dyer's football slags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was two weeks in a row. I've nearly been crying for laughter on this show. Look what this fucking slag did in Paraguay. <laughs> and then it's just some Paraguayan defenders scoring their own goal from like 40 yards and it's done it. <laughs> Danny Dyer, good grief. Uh, what a guy, what a guy. Um, right. Coaches, uh, Russell. Pa- what notices, yeah. Coach. Well, well, well in, in, in county news, there's a coach. They're, do, they're doing a coach to, to Charlton. Charlton. They are yes. Uh, I, don't know why, I don't know why 
people got in touch asking us to publicise it because it's not. <laughs> I wasn't aware. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that either. Yeah, a bit pricey though, isn't it? Is it not? Yeah, but you know, can't go. What do people want? Handouts, Russ. <laughs> buddy, buddy, oh, oh, buddy, get up and do a day's work. Some, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's the gist of the argument the other way. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, I noticed the parking um, was forty pound car. Yeah. At the ground now, that's that's expensive considering Tranmere Seven and other grounds are, are probably less. But like like, like my missus said, yeah. But how much would it cost you to park in an NCP round there or yeah. somewhere else? She, she said you're probably looking at the same anyway. Um, yeah. And then if you go on a car, it cost you that each. You know. I don't think if you want, if you want to go. 44 quid, so plus your ticket, 54 quid. If you want to go, I don't think that's a bad price because if you do it off your own, but if you go on the train, all right, you can't. But if you were to go on the train, I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's going to cost you more than 50 quid. Yeah, ticket. yeah. And if you drive, it's going to cost you your fuel. And then, like you say, you've got to park. So you'll say it's another 20 quid. So there's 70 gone. So I don't think it's that badly priced. At least they've done something. At yeah. least, you know, the club could have just done nothing and then people would have had something to moan about. I mean, co- coaches out for me anyway because I'm, I'm, I'm travel sick and I get I've got long legs, so coaches are not for me or for the person sat next to me. <laughs> and 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 the smell of egg butties before the engines even be started up really sets me off. <laughs> sets my travel sickness off. Away days we count you great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I have to put my bracelets on. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I think it's If you if you're going to be paying, if you would have got the train there anyway, I suppose it's not and it's not the same as a train, is it? But what can you do? No, what can you do? Um, so, certainly, we can't do anything unless you want to drive. I, I might be driving, but I, I might let's get the county might... arms on wheels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might be driving. I might. I might. Um, I might just. I might go on a coach this time. Um, okay, there's something I need to do in terms of the parish notices. At this point, can please everybody like and subscribe. Like the video we're on, uh, blah, 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 16 at the moment, and there's like 70 people watching. Can you please like it? I've liked it. And subscribe if you if you haven't already. Cheers. And if you're on listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or any podcast player, please do rate and review. Um, there's something else I wanted to mention as well. There is a charity night happening very soon and if i can get the picture up um is so our ladies isn't it with, it uh... is at our ladies yes so my yeah. my wife used to work with this lady um who's terminally ill 
so we've got a strong connection with it and some of our family members are arranging it and i know that it's paul paul i forget his surname death boy off the old marion's board back in the day yeah back in the day it's, yeah. his, it's, it's his wife so they've got two young children mm. um so let me just share this item if i can uh bah, bah. here we go with the technology i'm shit at this Anna. i think i worked in it would you <laughs> and for those listening to the audio version we'll put the a link to the poster and stuff in the episode description yeah yeah oh, i will it's, yeah it's on saturday the 4th of february there's no like name for it it's all for, i think it's called all for alex um but let me just share this there we go there we go can you see that you can see that that's good that yeah yes it's, it's the same day as Tranmere at home i think isn't it i seem to remember reading Oh, uh, that's shaping up into a big day out then. Good timing. Yes. So 7 p.m. start. There's going to be um, things raffled off and an auction. I know. I believe that Sam Minihan has donated his hundredth, his hundredth appearance shirt, match worn shirt. Nice. Top line, um, Sam. I believe that's something that's, that's happened. So yeah. So if you can make it, please do. Um, I will be there. I've already bought my tickets. There we go. Anything more for admin, Mick? No, no. Oh, I've I've got another podcast. If you like Arctic Monkeys, it's there. Don't believe the hype. If you don't, fine. Don't listen to it. But we're launching the Patreon launches this week, and you can pay us money to do it. Which means that Russ gets Russ has to stop paying me to do this then, because I'm only allowed to be paid by one at a time. <laughs> oh, it's too, too confusing having that much money under the mattress. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, we're we're organising. Oh, we're going to organise some live shows, aren't we? That's the thing that's going to mm. come along, and we're going to do some World Cup podcasts. So stick around for those. We're going to do those with the Olden Boys. So hopefully that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Because we can we can rub their noses in it about being on the way to the National League North and they can rub our noses in it about being award winners at yes. the football awards. So something for everyone. That's exactly how it's gonna go down. <laughs> I'll 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 get pranked again. They'll probably they'll probably put cling film over my toilet seat or something like those jolly japesters. <laughs> Mental. Crackers them lads, crackers. I like it. Um oh sorry. It's Sam Minion's 150 appearance shirt. Cheers, Steve. Still pretty good though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Moving Recent on. things are better. No, no one longs for the old days or anything. Everyone knows that. I agree. You know, was, yeah, <laughs> same. I, I wish it was like still '95. To be quite honest, right. I'm, conv <laughs> I'm convinced it's still the '90s. Oh, oh, the '90s was ten years ago. I know. I know. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Right, moving on. Dave, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you, Stockport County, and how how that all came about. Um, and we've got some important messages, haven't we? So, um, so yeah. How long have we got? I don't have a timer. Got... No, well, <laughs> we got, we're, we're 50 minutes night. in. Yeah, we've got, we're 50 minutes in, and we've probably got another half an hour, I would say. Okay, sound. That's cool. Um, God, yeah, that's quite a story. So this feels, I said to Russ when you asked me to come on, this could potentially become the confession session. Um, there's a few people who know I moved up here in November 99 um, and I used to live in a place called Old Sager, 
which for those that will have heard of it, is between Crewe and Stoke. Um, so I went to school there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, oh, big reveal. You've injected some jeopardy into things here. <laughs> so I moved there because we moved around the country with my, my dad's job, me, my mum, my dad, and my brother. And we, I moved there in about 88, maybe a bit earlier. I think it was about 10, so about 87. Um, and bizarrely enough, I was an Everton fan because we, we grew up in Southport. My brother's a Liverpool fan, so naturally you support the other team, don't you? And then my football manager took me to Stoke v Sunderland and a player called uh, Gary Hack- uh, Peter Beagrey scored, did a backflip. Remember he used to do his backflip? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Like, Whoa. I was like, wow, that's like Hugo Sanchez at Real Madrid. <laughs> so I was a Stoke fan. Um, and I moved up here in 99. I moved up here in 97 for college. And I wore an Autoglass Trophy T-shirt, right? And I went into the book. I went to William Hills on Castle Street. And I didn't walk out, let's put it that way. I ran out. Some guy came up to me and he went, you've got some effing nerve wearing that in here, haven't you? And I walked out the door and he was right behind me. So I just legged it. And I legged it all the way back to me at student house on Fox Street. Um, and obviously, like, Stoke played county a lot in the 90s, didn't we? And then county were really good and Stoke was shit. Um, and I was a Stoke fan and I moved up here and I was a Stoke fan. And as many people know, in October last year, George died and that changed everything. Um, we used to laugh. We used to take the mickey. Well, I used to take the mickey and say what a tin pot club county was. It was like no atmosphere. It was a rubbish club. It was going nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And this is, I took him to his first ever football match was county because I still had this feeling that he should support his local team. So took him to county against Huddersfield, I think. And they lost, I think, two or three nil. So that would be three, about 2008. So they were still in the league then. Um, I think I took him again the following year when he played Tranmere on the last day of the season. And I think Tranmere, Tranmere, did they go down or did they stay up? Or they stayed up, didn't they? They beat us and stayed yeah, up. Yeah, I think I think County had County gone down already. Um, yeah, that yeah. seems about right. And I remember, yeah. and he and we went on. Everyone went, we took a picture of him on the pitch, and he got like his Lightning McQueen hat on and everything else. Then he came to a Stoke match with me and was like, wow, yeah, the Premier League and all of that. And then he came, he was crying one day after primary school saying, none of my mates are Stoke fans at school. And it's like, I don't care, support who you want. So he watched City for a bit. And then when he got to about 13, he came home from school and he said, one of my mates is second, going to county with him. I said, how much is it? I think it was a fiver. I said, there's a tenner. And he came back and he's like, oh, dad, I can't remember who they played or what the score was. But all he was talking about was the atmosphere. And my and this is still County with National League North then. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad used to say that when I used to come back from football, the first thing I'd talk about was the atmosphere, the singing of the songs and the laughing, the things that you see away from the game and the football experience, as I would call it, which he didn't get from watching Stoke for me. And he didn't get from watching any games at the Etihad, but he got it from County. And that was that was the bug that instantly grabbed him from that sort of teenage years. And I remember the night before Nuneaton, 
we, he had this Hillgate football presentation night and he's like, he was, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. I wanna... Could we get him a ticket? He couldn't get one for love, no money. Anyway, we got him a ticket somehow. But he couldn't get a lift because I was working. And then he got a lift off his other uncle. Um, and again, th so they were, and his, his life was becoming more and more. AT once said to him, he's, he's like, I could see him starting this county journey. Um, so obviously, October last year um, was when he died. And the club were just incredible, absolutely incredible. From the very, very top, all the way down from the, 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 the Dave Challoner, obviously the manager, Mark Stott, Steve Bellis, all the staff in the club shop, all the staff in the ticket office, absolutely everyone. The Davis funeral when we drove past Edsley Park, there must have been, I reckon, it seems like 200 people outside. There was chefs were outside. There was just everyone. And they've been... They they are the reason now, which has made me realise that all the things that I used to take the mickey out of them about, because we wanted Stoke to draw County in the cup. That's what, and, and then we was gonna we're gonna see you's boss kind of thing, <laughs> and it never happened. And I, I'm desperate for it to happen now. I'd love it to happen, um, and it's so that's the reason that I am now a County fan. And my mates back home completely get it. Who they still go and watch Stoke, but they understand it because the things I used to take the middle of some club, they're like, oh yeah, a family behave yourselves. It's true. It is true, and it's just a hell of a, a hell of a place to go. And I now I work so many weekends, and now I'm at the point where I'm realising actually, I need to redress the balance a bit here and be able to go to the football with Will, spend some time at home with the missus and things like that. So that's what got me to, to where I am now within this this incredible county family. And while I think about this, because of, before I forget, there's a guy uh, who's listening tonight, Dan Smith. Get well soon, Dan. He's not too well. He's, a lot of people will know him. Um, he's, he's, I don't think you'll mind me saying, he, he's, he's, he's having some sort of medical, being looked after medically. Uh, so he is listening tonight. So get well soon, sick notes. Is his nickname so you'll know him he's got a massive awesome. nose you'll know <laughs> so yeah so that that's that's kind of what what not my county story so far which kind of is a bit sort of staggered really if you like no that's thanks for sharing thanks for sharing that with us so i don't know there's there's, lo there's loads going there's loads going on in my head here to, to to sort of explore so with with with, with with the county family, because I mean I've been supporting county since the late eighties, so it's, it's just it's a it's a given for me. And and people say, oh yeah, it's like a family, and we we take it for granted, and we we say that to ourselves. Well, I do, you know, I go give over. It's just another football club. What what is it that what is it that's so special? Now you've seen it from the outside, and now you you're on the inside, aren't you? What what is it that makes it so special? I think Sir Steve Bellis, because that's how he should be known. <laughs> um, Sir Steve said to me. It's like a family because there's so many different people and we don't always get on. Yeah. And he's like, so, and, and, and it's, and you can see that on Twitter, can't you? I mean, yeah. or, or anything, but, but everyone is there for the same reason. Everyone wants to see the club and the team doing well. And, and you can see just in the short space of time that County being back in the league, what it does to a 
tight stop port. It just massively lifts lifts everything and everyone. And, and you know, for places like Castle Street, it's gonna it's gonna regenerate that from the fact that just the fact there's more people going there having a beer. That's gonna keep that kind of community going. Um, I'd say from a a family point of view, um, it's 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 not like it's not like anything else I've experienced from a football point of view. It's real. Um, it's heartfelt. It's it, it's like nothing else. It, 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 I've I've photographed a lot of football, which is why I don't go to watch a lot of football. And you hear people say that football is you know going to the match can become like a drug. Going wanting that Saturday fix. People live for the weekend. They live for the Saturday. And I'm feeling that now, and and not not to the point where like this Saturday I'm probably going to come out later because I've got stuff to do, so I'll see less people before the match. But that ninety minutes of connection, and it will probably it will always be a connection for me now because George's ashes are behind the goal at the Cheadle end, so there is always a connection for me there now. Um, but. To, to go there for 90 minutes, to be able to just immerse yourself in something. When you're photographing a football game, you don't get that because yeah. you're doing a job. You're working. You're working. And sometimes you're chatting to the photographer next to you because it's a rubbish game, but you are <laughs> not watching it in the same way that you watch it as a fan. And now I just want everything to go on and on and on. I want this, this county team to go on to so many great things. Because you can see it within them. You can see how they've started this season and which way were they going to go when things started to get a little bit tough after what 10 games. Mm. Which way were these players going to go? And all right, it's changed a bit from last season. They could have easily, oh, well, Jordan's gone. Sam's gone. It's not the same. I don't want to be here anymore. Or they could have just gone, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep dry. And you can see that within them now. They're still making it all come together and, and work and you want that from a team as a fan you want that you want to see that that desire that connection that on the pitch as well as off it um and you can see it with this lot and it's great and even yeah. when it's going to get tough again there'll be another tough time this season won't there it's not all yeah. just going to be like it is now the last seven or eight games you want it to keep keep going um and it will but it is like i say it's like a it's like a it's it's not just going the match now. It's seeing the people who, and there's so many people. I feel awful that so many people say, "Hi, Dave," and I think I know the face and I can't remember the name. And so I'll I'll now publicly apologise to people whose names I always forget. But it's it, they've I can't thank everyone enough. They've been for us as a family and and me personally. They've been the fans have been superb. No, it's really it's I like really getting recognised, isn't it? That's, that's what I get when when I'm stood with you, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's what you get. It's what, it's what you get when you go to Liverpool, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like yeah, good, good. <laughs> What are you going to leave? <laughs> no, but like for County though, and I've I've i followed your story, I've, um, you know, for a long time. Count County, it's like it's a small enough club that everywhere everybody kind of knows each other and i don't mean i don't mean curtain twitching and things like that i mean you know like a proper community but it's big enough that it can go 
it can rise up the leagues, can't it? We are, we are, we've got that, we've got sweet that in us spot, as well, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why it's like a sweet spot of of a club. And the fact that we're staying at Edgeley Park as well, that just bolsters it for me that we've, we're going to have loads of character in the ground. We're going to have supporters that, um, you know, upper tier three will always be a thing. Probably there'll be other singing sections, perhaps as the ground increases. But it, we're not we're not sort of lifting ourselves out of Edgeley Park, dropping ourselves into a flat pack where everybody gets dispersed. Yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. the community just goes because everybody organically is in the places that they've always been, aren't they? Sweet spot, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and there's so there's so many modern grounds now that are just I, I would hate. Counties, counties ground. Edgley Park is going to change. It will still be Edgley Park, but it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And if it ended up looking like the Bet Three Six Five, the Bet Three Six Five was never as good as the Victoria Ground. There was a year yeah. or two when I used to photograph there when they first got in the Premier League, where the noise at the ground was incredible. To be fair, but it was never as good as the Victoria Ground. But consistently over a period of time, being a what people felt like home. But the look of those stadiums now, like Pride Park, Bet365, I bet Everton's is going to look pretty boring. Um, they're just, like you say, Meccano stadiums. Yeah. Um, and I'd hate, I mean, Edsley Park would have to become that because there's asbestos all around it. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it, <laughs> it, you don't want it to just become somewhere else that's just, you want it to have the, some sort of character um, because, uh, you know, even Hardcastle Road, that wherever it is, Art Deco, Stockport County in the world, there's, there's not much like that left in football. And because modern football is rubbish, as we know, that's one of the things that changes it, is the stadiums just becoming all looking the same. Yeah. You know, we used to drive down the M6 or whatever as a kid, you could see floodlights. You were like, that. is that Coventry, oh, yeah. Dad? He's saying, no, it's West Ham. We're nowhere near the Midlands or whatever. <laughs> And you could see all the, and now you just don't see them anywhere. So the landmarks, as, as industrial landmarks, if you like, they've gone as well. So keep keep big floodlights, keep big floodlights, Cali. Big mobile. Yeah. And now you just like, drive past an industrial estate and you're like, oh, that's a big bus stop. And it's not, it's yeah. just the field's ground. Yeah. I know. <laughs> they just, they just look, or, or they look like Costco or somewhere like that. Yeah. Or, Oh, and Amazon, horrible. Yeah, they just, they just, I just don't like them. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Bad news. Bad laughs> Um, bringing bringing the conversation back then to to George slightly. There's there's a few uh, charities that you sent me the links for. I will get these onto the comments. Do you just talk us through some of those charities and how you're possibly involved or you've come across them, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll start with um. So. Uh, uh, I'll say from the very beginning, in no way am I mentally trained to any sort of counselling advice or anything like that. Um, these are just places that I've come across. Um, so <clears throat> the first, and you know, ask me anything. I'm, I'm a bit of an open book, so don't feel that if there's anything that comes up, you can't ask. Um, the first one that I'll probably say is potentially most important Um is papyrus which some people may have heard of or may not if you've heard of the three dads walking then you'll probably yep. heard of papyrus yeah um so papyrus is a charity which basically their aim is to prevent suicides in 
those under the age of 35. Now, if you're 55 and you're feeling pretty low, then they're not going to not listen to you. Um, I have this on my wrist, which I have a bag full of them, and I give them out because when I think people need them, and I'll try and see if you can read. Not yeah. back to front, is it? No, Hope Line UK. On. Yeah. 0800 So that is the Papyrus Helpline. For anyone who is worried about either themselves or friends or family or someone who they are worried is in a dark place and is potentially thinking of ending their life, you can ring that number, you get put through to the hope line, and then you are, as I understand it, I've not done this myself, but from what I've researched and spoken to them about, you basically get... It's not a reference number. It's called something far nicer than that. But if you were to ring up a second time, you give them that number. So you don't have to tell your whole story all the time. And you can keep ringing this hope line and it's somewhere to go if you are feeling that way. Um, my personal experience is with a charity called Mentel, um, which you've probably seen me share countless times on the Facebook group, or more so there than on Twitter. Um, Mentel is incredible. I have no affiliation to it apart from a member. So if you turn up once, you're a member for life. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to go. It costs you nothing to be a member. And you don't have to speak when you go. Um, Mentel, the way Mentel works is you, so for a kickoff, it's every Monday night at Edgeley Park in Stockport. There is another one in Hyde, which has just started. It's nationwide. Um, but obviously the link through this is, is with Stockport County. Um, you go to, you turn up to the circle and you check in with a number from one to 10. One being you're pretty low, 10 is as good as you can be. And the circle lasts an hour, then they have a break halfway through for 10 minutes. And then there's like a second half. And you get given the chance to speak about what it is that's weighing you down. It might be anything to do with, it could be money. It could be, you know, payments on a mortgage. It could be marital. It could be children, primary school, worried about kids here. It could be anything. Any, everything that gives people worry could come up in a circle. Um, and it's completely as we found and they say it's free of judgment you know you can go there with and you with any problem and you don't have to speak when you go you might just want to go and listen and think that guy is saying what i'm feeling mm. and so that's all right because that makes me realize i'm not the only one you might not feel confident enough to speak and a lot of what we've or a lot of what i've heard through going there is how many times people say the hardest part was getting here like I always, I always say without sounding flippant, it's like going to a gym. I always think the hardest part of going to a gym is getting there. Yeah. Um, but this is this is even harder because it's your mental health. Um, and I mean, there's there's things that like the guys from Mentel did send me a couple of stats about it, which I've written down here that um, they are so 72% of men who take their own life are not known to the NHS mental health services in the same year that that person takes his life so that's 72 percent, which is a mad figure and then mm. the biggest risk to a man's life 
under the age of 45 is suicide and men account for 5% of all suicides in the UK, which is incredible. Um, And there's not, you know, the the reason that men tell is what it is, is is that because they have, they have a thing called um, turn your business blue, which is a few, a couple of the pubs I think on Edgley have done it. There's 28 bars in Stockport, pubs, barbers, and local businesses who have done this. And that is to raise awareness sort of through the town in a way that these are places that men will go to where like you have a haircut, you might, yeah, I'm not feeling too great today. And then you'll walk out and that's it. You know, whereas if you can, you take one of their cards when you're paying for your haircut, you take the card, you look at Mentel and that's how you arrive there. Um, but it's been, it, it, it's, it's been enormous for me as a support. Um, and I know it has for other people who have, have come along and, and attended. Um, I can't recommend it enough. But as I say, there's no affiliation for me saying that. It's just honesty, really, um, more than anything. But they do. They actually they do. Also, if people didn't want to, if people didn't want to go to a mental face to face, they do it every Monday via Zoom as well. So if you were kind of like, I really don't want face to face, then there is that ability to stay at home and do it if you like. Um, that was just another thing to mention before I forgot that. Yeah, no, good stuff. Good, uh, yeah. Cheers for telling us that. Damon Carroll, think you know Damon, don't you? I do know Damon. Yeah. Friend of mine as well. We've done some goalkeeping coaching together. Um, he says, uh, tell them about the walk, Dave. I'm glad he didn't spell walk wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, again, a few people will know about the Chesterfield walk that we did. Yeah. Um, that was, again, that was just about trying to raise awareness. I, I have this, I have a, a bug in my mind that... Um, Mental health is where it is in this country, and I've been told this through my own counsellor. Through it's through lack of funding, it's through lack of government funding or cuts or or things like that. Um, but I do have the real sticking point for me of having to do things and say, "Can you sponsor this? Can you sponsor that?" It's got to be about awareness. Like awareness will lead to money being given. Um, people. we're all skint at the moment aren't we we're all digging as deep as we can financially so to start asking people for money and to start rattling buckets isn't something Mm. i feel comfortable with just making people aware where to go i don't like the phrase signposting but telling them what's on and where they can get it and where they can get support that's gonna start that ball rolling and eventually people will sit up and listen and people will realize that this isn't going away. I'm not naive. I know you can't save every single man or woman or teenager. I know you can't do that. But what has to change for me is the ability for people to get the support they need and knowing where to go. I had someone message me this week telling me about a friend of theirs um, didn't know where to go for help for, for someone who they knew that was in a really dark place. And that's completely understandable because that was us several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually we got the things of where to go and we went there. Healthy Minds is another one for those who want to be referred through your GP. Uh, you can Google Healthy Minds, Pennine Healthcare Trust. That's who 
I've managed to see a counsellor through to get my support. I've got my last session next week because I feel I've reached a point along with my counsellor that I'm in a far better place now, personally, than I was mm, March. March was particularly dark. July was darker. So through that period, I've come out through the other side, through the talking to a counsellor to understand your own feelings, my own feelings of why I feel like this, that and the other, why I feel angry, why I feel sad, why I feel happy, why am I feeling happy? It's all perfectly natural and things. So that, whilst I didn't agree with it at first, I didn't think it was particularly useful or helpful, it's definitely put me to a better place now than I was several months ago, definitely. Thank you very much for sharing all that. We really, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, you know, we've we've done we've done episodes like this in the past. None as I don't think none as um, as how would I say none as probably as important as that in terms of the message and and where it's come from because it's a real life experience and you've given us. You know, we're we're just two lads that two middle aged. Well, I'm grey haired. One looks like clock. <laughs> two middle aged blokes. Uh, doing a doing a podcast every week, we, we 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 like to think it helps, um, and we try to to do some of these every now and again. So, um, yeah, anybody that's listening, if you you know take on board any of the messages, we'll put the links to the, some of the um to some of the charities and services you give us into the podcast uh, t- uh description, so that'll go through to YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. And uh, yeah, if you are out there and you need help, then it, it's there to, to to go and get. I think. I think the other thing as well that's worth saying is that, that another thing you hear quite, or I hate quite a bit of mental, is people saying, my wife told me to have a look at this. So to, to all the female fans who might be watching this all out there, men sometimes need a little bit of a steer yeah. to go and have a look at something or to click a link on a website or to register for attending. So this isn't purely for mental anyway, this isn't purely just aimed at, at men it, it's the women that can get them there um the other one thing i was going to say about obviously connecting with george as a thank you to everyone is obviously i'm pretty sure you've seen the flag which now goes to every home game and if either will or i or both are going or even we can't finley and simon hewitt if they're going they will take the flag that flag as a thank you from us everyone has seems to have a lot of respect for it. The, the people will try their best not to tread on it if it's in funny places. And I'm always very, very grateful for that. Um, if George's name on a flag makes someone think about, actually, yeah, maybe I need to go and talk to someone or maybe I need, then that again is something that, you know, through George's name, um, if it helps. It's very cliched. If it helps one person, then that's yeah. it's been worth having. Um, and a lot of people worked very hard to to get money for that flag again. So I'll thank all of those fans. It's another part of the, the family we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was Nick Gowdy. Nick Gowdy is is my brother-in-law. It was his eye. I've got a name drop, Nick. Yeah, it was it was partly his 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 and Jim's idea for the uh, for the flag. So massive thanks to them as well. Good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah, I'll get those links into the uh, description. And um, yeah, cool. do reach out. 
look out for that flag as well. I think we've all seen it, to be fair. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, every week, it's pretty much every week, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was in. Fr- it was in. Fr- I was. I was next to it. It was in front of me at Grimsby away last season because I think you were just in front of me at that point. Um, I was all so, over yeah. the place at Grimsby where I remember I was steaming. <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing, I was all I was orchestrating all kinds of nonsense. That, that's you, you know you've had a good day out when you, you, you your son has a word on the way home and says, Dad, you don't need to be a, you don't need to be the cheerleader, Dad. Oh, okay, yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, my dad's getting uh, my son's getting to that age now where he's telling me stop, stop being a knob. Blessing. No, um, it's happening now. No, you got me telling you that for years. Should I do what we've learned? Oh, no, we'll wrap it up first and then I'll, then I'll do what we've learned. No, no, well, I was going to say, should we have a quick five minutes on the World Cup? Because by the time we have oh. next week's show, the World Cup will have started. England will have played Either Iran. Way. So I think it's probably nice to finish on the World Cup and then what we've learned. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, World Cup. I'm trying to muscle some excitement. I know. Well, it's it's funny. I'm. I'll I'll give my view at the moment. Currently, I'm starting to get excited about it now. I know it's November and it's in Qatar, and there's all those reasons that surround it. I get all that, but at the end of the day, it's a World Cup for me, and I'm going to be supporting the lads on my big screen from England. Um, what, What What about you, Dave? What do you think about the whole World Cup thing? I'm massively underwhelmed. Now, but I, I don't know if it's an age thing. I'm 46. My first World Cup was Argentina. Sorry, Mexico, 86. Yeah. So I'm a bit underwhelmed with it all. Um, I'll get giddy after the group stages, I think, because that's when it becomes a proper thing, knockout tournament, not World Cup. I'm, I'm a little bit... What, I think reckon once it gets started, now what's, it's just like the first few games. What's the first one? Ecuador versus Qatar. I ain't watching yeah. that. There's nothing else. Now, you that always day. watch. I always watch the opening game of the World Cup, don't you? But I'm not going to watch that. That's rubbish. And then England v Iran. I probably watch it because it's England. And then there was another couple of games that just didn't excite me at all. It's going to take a while to get me involved in this one. Whereas normally, I um, can't wait for them. But I'm just a bit. It's happening, and it's a rubbish time of year for a World Cup. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Same to be honest. I, 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 could, I can kind of slightly get on board with the winter thing because for half of the footballing world, that is when their season's not happening. But then you go and give it to Qatar, which just totally wipes that out. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. 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 And, and the England supporters band have sold out, haven't they, to the state of Qatar. The England supporters band are taking money. Oh, they're going here to like stay nice things, yeah. But they're a bunch of bellends anyway. They should not be representing. <laughs> they they should not be what the rest of the world looks at and goes. Let's see England fans, and it's them. I'd rather see like hooligans <laughs> rampaging through the streets than. Well, have, 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 have you not seen the locals, the local band of England fans? That, I don't want to talk about it, mate. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not nearly ready yet. No, no. <laughs> but, but, but when we do go out, when we get knocked out, I'm dedicating it to them. I'm blaming them. Right. No okay. need for that. Sort of <laughs> there, is, there is a good, there is, there is a good thing. I don't know if you've seen it on Channel Four. I think it might have just finished. There was a good um, three-part documentary about Italia ninety about England. Yeah. And, uh, very good. To be honest, it was more about the, the fans than it was the football, which I thought should have gone a bit the other way. But that's quite a good watch if that wants to get you in your World Cup chair throwing 
feeling, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's there's one on uh, there's one on BBC and one on Sky as well. So I think I think the BBC one is a lot more football centered. Yeah, I can't imagine the Sky one would be because you wouldn't imagine they'd have the rights to a World no. Cup, a World Cup footage. But... Well, Dave, are you talk about the Channel Four one. Sorry, yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Um, something that changed football, something that changed yeah. football. So that, that's the one I caught. That was mainly about the football with the fans thrown in, wasn't it? Pardon the yeah. pun. But yeah, this the Sky one apparently. Um, Chloe Beresford, friend of the podcasters, watched that and rated the Channel Four one over it because it was not there wasn't much football in it. Let's say okay. in the Sky one. So oh well, that's not, it's not a Sky to push an agenda, is it? <laughs> I, for one, welcome our TalkSport overlords. <laughs> TalkSport overlords. Uh, love it. Our our despotic, <laughs> despotic Rupert, state radio overlords. Is it Rupert Murdoch we got tarnished with the, uh, the other day? Yeah, quite rightly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. It's like they won't be listening to this. We're just the little people. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> so we will be doing uh, World Cup podcasts, whether you like it or not. The World Cup, that is. Have you picked a winner? No, not done any of that this year. It's weird. That's what I mean. I've not seen any, exactly. state, not, not seen any sweepstakes going around or anything. I don't know. I've yeah, not even not, got I've a wall even... chart. If you've not no. got a wall chart up, that tells you how excited you are about the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've still got I mean, proper... I, I did enjoy... As much as it was Tim Pot non-league shit tier banter, I enjoyed Ashton United making a bid for Haaland <laughs> on loan. Brilliant. Just purely based on the number of Man City fans, like foreign-based Man City fans replying saying, "Yeah, but there's no football, so what's the point?" Like, like yeah. that's the just like that's the point of the joke in the first yeah. place. Modern football. So, well, actually, there is football, and some most would argue, well, most of our audience would argue that it's better football than what we're going to be missing out on. Because I, I thought it was a terrible weekend for Match of the Day last week. See, I don't Settled down for Sunday night with my cheese on toast. I, I, just, I just watched Match of the Day 2 on a Sunday because you get it all. And you normally get Mark Chapman as well. Gary Lineker looks far too happy with himself. But no problem. I love Gary Lineker, but he just looks far too pleased with himself. So it's with Mark, Mark Chapman all the way for me. Not the killer of John Lennon, the, the football <laughs> journalist guy. Yeah, you would like you know, him. He supports United, doesn't he? So, you know, Is before it? we were on about that football experience that George got as a kid, and that's that's another thing that's being taken away. The whole when you when when your team scores a goal, especially in a game that means an awful lot, all you got to do is look at the linesman. That's gone. Yeah, because yeah. two minutes after that, the game stops and. That's honestly, that's everything that I despise about football is at the higher end. The game, the game is farther away from anyone than it should ever be. Yeah. But where we are at the moment, touch wood, it's all right. So, how would you feel then if County suddenly, within four years, are knocking on the door of the Premier League? Oh, don't I've, get him, don't get him started. Don't get him started on the Premier League. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short. One, one, one season will do me. We'll do, do a Blackpool. Yeah. And that'll do me. Yeah. I'd, Just I'd, to I'd go to the ground. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to be there every year. I'd, I'd have a conference league run, but Russ is getting very annoyed with this now. So <laughs> well, I hate this type of conversation. <laughs> but what about it, it, what about something a bit more realistic? We get into the championships, which, which is our objective, and VAR. VAR bleeds down into the championship as it has done with the Scottish Prem. 
then in that case, I'd be happy yo-yoing between a championship and League One. Yeah. Which I'd be happy with anyway. Which yeah, I, that's, I that's think, just that, that's what I, we'd I be think. Happy with. I think would. I think that's what's going to become our rightful level in the next few years. But yeah. 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 Okay. The can of worms I've opened. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is mate. <laughs> nice <We've> had... one. <laughs> I'm going to get an angry message from when uh, Russ listens to the audio version later once I've put it up. He's going to be like, I can't believe you went on about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've been on nearly an hour and a half. Nick, what have we learned? Wow. We have learned Leighton Orient are apparently Brazil 1970, reincarnated, <laughs> but we're going to beat them anyway. Uh, the World Cup will probably be all right. It'll happen. It's a World Cup, isn't it? How, how bad can it be? This this is the point where I wish I had like an England heartbreak montage to play. That would have been the perfect time for it. But most importantly, we've learned that none of the above matters if you're not taking care of your mental health. So if you're going through anything at all, may we direct you to the links that we've put in the episode description. I think would be right, wouldn't it, Russell? It would. Pop them in there. Good stuff. That's what I'm going to do straight after we've come off air. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, cheers, mate. thanks for having me. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's stuff I've missed out on behalf of Mentel and the other um you know the other charities that I'm I'm there. But again, I'll always say it if, if anyone sees me at county and I might have had a few, but please don't please don't feel you can't come up to me and ask me about anything or where someone can be directed to. I'd much rather you ask than come over later and months later and say, I wish I'd asked. So please yeah. don't don't feel like you're going to upset me or put me on edge or just come and ask me. Simple as that. But thank you for having me and, and thanks again. No problem at all. We will be back next week uh, with guest TBD. It's a new rapper, new rapper from Stockport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a oh, guest now. Yeah, good, I, know, that yeah. I, know. I can't oh. quite. It be quite funny when 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 I'm not under pressure, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> this is pressure. This is pressure. Think what nurses are going through, Ross. <laughs> Think for the nurses. I've heard you. Know, I've heard you often do. <laughs> right, we'll be back next week. Thank you to everybody for watching, listening. Please do like and subscribe and rate and review on any podcast player. Um, and yes. Enjoyed the World Cup start. Enjoy County on Saturday, and we'll see you next week. Ta da! Hi. Staff Begawa War is written and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Our title music was composed by Dan Johnson. For more of our content, go to all the W's, scarfbegawawar.co.uk. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, 
Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.